Hello, and welcome to Albino Woodchuck Among the Ferns. I'll be reading to you from the Book of Wild Flowers, published in 1924 by the National Geographic Society. All plant biographies are authored by William Joseph Showalter. Please also look at our Instagram, Albino Woodchuck, to see the color plates from life which were drawn by Mary E. Eaton of the New York Botanical Garden and E. J. Geske. Here it is, Albino Woodchuck Among the Ferns. Let us content ourselves no longer with being mere botanists, historians of structural facts. The flowers are not merely comely or curious vegetable creations, with colors, odors, petals, stamens, and innumerable technical attributes. The wanted insight alike of scientist, philosopher, theologian, and dreamer is now repudiated in the new revelation. Beauty is not its own excuse for being, nor was fragrance ever wasted on the desert air. The seer has at last heard and interpreted the voice in the wilderness. The flower is no longer a simple passive victim in the busy bee's sweet pillage, but rather a conscious being, with hopes, aspirations, and companionships. The insect is its counterpart. Its fragrance is but a perfumed whisper of welcome. Its color is as the wooing blush and rosy lip. Its portals are decked for his coming, and its sweet hospitalities humored to his tarrying, and as it speeds its parting affinity, rests content that its life's consummation has been fulfilled. Acanthus family, Acanthaceae. The Acanthus family consists of some 2,000 species scattered over the entire temperate and tropical world. The leaf of one of the European species is said to have suggested the ornamentation of the Corinthian columns and has become idealized in Greek and Roman sculpture. The Ruelias all closely resemble the one which represents the family in this collection. The water willows of the genus Dianthera are not without considerable likeness to them. Hairy Ruelia, Ruelia ciliosus, Pursch, illustration page 34. The hairy Ruelia flourishes in dry soils from New Jersey to Nebraska and southward to the Gulf of Mexico. It is a hardy perennial, blossoming from June to September. In addition to its fine, showy flowers, it has small, clistogamous ones that look like unopened buds. Some of the carpenter bees have been seen biting circular pieces out of the corolla and carrying them away to plug up cells in the tunnels they excavate in soft wood as nesting galleries for their young. Almond family, Amygdalaceae. In the days of Asa Gray, 
the apples, thorns, and haws, and the peaches, cherries, and plums were all classed with the rose family. In later classifications, this family has been broken up into three families, one of which is the subject of this sketch. Some authorities call it the peach family, others make it the plum family, but the United States government botanists have called it the almond family. It embraces about 120 known species of trees and shrubs. In addition to those shown in colors and individually described, we find in our latitudes such species as the Canada plum, the hortulan or goose plum, the beech plum, the sand cherry, and the choke cherry. Peach Blossom, Amygdalus persica L, Delaware State Flower, Illustration, page 38. Who that has wandered through a full-blown peach orchard, feasting the eye upon acres of heavenly pink, can fail to applaud Delaware's decision in making the peach blossom her state flower. The peach has a deep claim upon national admiration as well as upon local affection, for it ranks second upon, among all the inhabitants of the American orchard in the money value of its annual crop of fruit. It yields about two bushels for every family in the land, and the product ranges from the delicious Alberta to the small, neglected clingstone of the wayside volunteer tree. Of ancient lineage is the peach. Indeed, so far back it can be traced that its origin is lost in the mazes of Chinese tradition. Travelers from Persia saw it in China, loved it, and carried it home with them. Here, they gave it firm root and endowed it with the name it bears. Thence, it traveled westward, a sort of pacemaker for the march of civilization. The Romans, in the day of, of Claudius, brought it to Italy's shores and thence carried it to Britain. By the time of the discovery of America, it had made all Europe its friend and was ready to join the pioneers in shipping for America. Before the War of 1812, it had crossed the Mississippi and was found as far west as Arkansas. In those days, there were many hardy varieties, and where they once gained a foothold, they maintained it without human aid. To this day, one may journey through the Blue Ridge and Allegheny Mountains, and see gnarled and knotty old trees, which must have outlived several generations of men, still bearing their small but delicious clingstone fruit.